Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. The Barbecue Central Show is supported in part by these great sponsors. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and barbecue pits. Their website is thebbqguru.com. Also, Butcher Barbecue, maker of injections, rubs, and sauces. Their website is butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for anything in the barbecue and grilling industry to include world championship winning rubs. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cookshack, maker of pellet and electric cookers. You can visit them at cookshack.com. Also, Chops Power Injector System. Three different size injectors to choose from. Find out more at barbecuekansascity.com, and that's barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and versatile cookers out there on the market. Visit them at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Smithfield, the biggest name in pork, bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get Smokin' with Smithfield and their grant program and committed cooks program. Learn more at smokinwithsmithfield.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the finest pellet cookers on the market. Their website, greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookin' Pellets, manufacturer of wood pellets to fire wood pellet cookers. Their website is cookinpellets.com. You can also purchase on Amazon.com as well. And finally, by Unknown Barbecue Supply, makers of lid hinges, chimney grillers, and much more. You can visit their website, unknownbbq.com slash shop. Use promo code REMPY for 15% off your entire order. Give me a beat. Hello, everybody. This is Gary Banner Chuck, host of Wine Library TV, a.k.a. WLTV, the number one wine show on the internet. And this is BBQ Center. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. That's right. We've done it again, coming off the heels of a absolutely fantastic home opener here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City with the Cleveland Indians walking off in 10th inning, walk-off fashion. So very excited to get them hot out of the gate, and they're having a very good open to the season. Kind of building on the momentum of being in the World Series last year. 
Hey, uh, if you want to get in touch with the show tonight, I'm more than happy to have you. Here's some two bits of contact information should you require to do so. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. We are now firmly into April 2nd, Tuesday of the month. That brings the second Tuesday of the month regular visitor, the founder of AmazingRibs.com. It is the highest trafficked, most popular barbecue and grilling website on the face of the earth. You know him, you love him. Meathead Golden joining us on the show. You know, for the years, years, almost decades that we have been having the once-a-month chat with Meathead, he continues to be hand over fist on the recurring side, the most popular recurring guest that I have in that stable. Of course, uh, Ray Lampy in that first slot, the first Tuesday of the month, and Meathead. Then we have Stephen Reichlin, Barbecue Hall of Famer, by the way. Ray Lampy, Barbecue Hall of Famer. Stephen Reichlin, Barbecue Hall of Famer. And then Max Good, who was the keeper of the flame at AmazingRibs.com. So Amazing Ribs well represented here on this show, of course. But for obvious reasons, uh, Meathead has his finger on the pulse of what's happening in the backyard. Uh, not so much the competition side of things. And then you have Max, who is very good on retail side of things. Cookers, grills, smokers, pits, all that good stuff. So those are like your four guaranteed slots, and we're working on some other guaranteed slots as well. I don't want to let any cats out of the bag, but I would love to have the State Cook the State Cook Off Association on once a month. They are growing at a incredible rate, and it's hard to keep up with. And I don't want to miss anything. I think SCA has a huge upside, especially as it pairs with some of these barbecue events. So, uh, you know, kind of that preemptive shout out to the guys at SCA. Love that guy. Love to have one or both or alternate you guys on once a month, recap some of the big events and some of the hot cooks, all that good stuff. So, uh, some things that we continue to tinker on with the show here. But Meathead will be in for the first hour as he normally is, and we'll move to the second hour. It's springtime. That means it's book time, and I don't know if this guy's ever written a book before, but he's got one out now. It's called Kebabs. Derek Riches, you would recall Derek on this show uh, for a number of years, uh, widely respected and regarded product reviewer himself, and he's got a book out now. So we'll talk to him about the whole book process. Somebody that would get an interesting perspective of, too, because I think sometimes you have people on that, are really towing a corporate line and they don't want to say anything that might impact them negatively. Not that anybody does, of course, but I think Derek first is a journalist and someone who really holds true to his ethics. So if he feels that there's something hokey in the book writing process or in business dealings, I believe he will talk about that here on this show very openly and give you his firsthand account of how things are going. So Derek Riches at nine, I'm sorry, at ten fourteen. And then at ten thirty-five. Get that big stuff out of here. At the moment it's dicey. If uh, Matt Boer is in the chat room, this might be our a beer and barbecue segment. So let me know, Matt, if you're around. We can do it. 
216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. I believe that Derek is also going to be giving away a copy of his book, Kebabs. He will be sending it to you directly. It's not here. So I will not give you the option of having me autograph Derek's book and send it to you. However, if you want Derek's autograph, I'm sure he'd be happy to slap his John Hancock on there for you and send it over your way. Assuming we are giving away a book. Maybe it's not tonight. Maybe it's tomorrow on some type of social media channel. But we'll look into that. We'll get Derek's uh, feedback on that as well and see what the deal is. I did finally, finally make good on the promise that I made Jamie Perviance about a year ago. He was on last May and he had said, hey, it would be, it would really complete my own personal book archive if you would send me back a copy of my, which was then like the newest cookbook that he had out last year. If you would sign it, me. And then send it back to him so he would have an autographed, my autographed copy of his book. Does that make sense? And that hit the mail today. He'll have that Thursday. So, Jamie, you're welcome in advance. I'm sure that will depreciate the value of the book at an incredibly fast rate. But, hey, you ask for it, I'm a giver. You ask for it, I'm going to give it to you. All right, uh, right now, the show is on. Facebook post. Let everybody know the show is on. Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. I don't like Instagram with the fact that you can't link in post. And I guess everybody likes that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so freaking popular. I don't want to always have to go to bio. All right? But whatever. But whatever social media channel you like, or maybe use all of them, I encourage all of them. Let everybody in those shows on. Of course, the audio can be found at the flagship station, thebbqcentralshow.com. We're also streaming live to the longtime video syndication partner of this show, OutdoorCookingChannel.com. It's also on the Barbecue Central Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash BBQ Central Show. And it's also on Roku, which is part of Outdoor Cooking Channel. So if you have an internet protocol television platform, go to the App Store in that respective platform. And if it's got Outdoor Cooking Channel, download it and you can watch the show live right from there. All right, here we go. I've been getting a lot of shout-outs recently. Give me a shout-out for this. Give me a shout-out for that. This one just came in a few hours ago. Hey, Greg, it's me and my wife's third anniversary today slash tonight. Can we get a shout-out? My name is Hunter. Her name is Lola. We love the show. How could I not? Happy third anniversary, youngsters. Third anniversary. Well, I don't know how old you are, or maybe this is your—is this your first wedding, or your first marriage, or your second marriage? It's very hot these days to have what they call a starter marriage, and then grab another one along the way. Uh, not me personally. I'll be married uh, 20 years in October. I said it, 20 years, and I got three kids to show for, if you're not mistaken. So Hunter and Lola, L O L A. Lola, hello. Yeah. It was just before my time. Well, a lot before my time, but I remember. Happy anniversary, Hunter and Lola. And thanks for being fans of the show. Do you guys watch the show together? Maybe, just maybe, that is the key 
to a happy marriage watching the Barbecue Central show each Tuesday. Keep the fires burning, if you know what I mean. All right, let me go back and answer some questions I got through email and Facebook about the Smithfield segment last week. Uh, first, if you want to get on the Committed Cooks program, head over to Smokin with an N, smokinwithsmithfield.com, and sign up. It costs you 20 bucks. You get over $100 worth of stuff sent to you. And uh, there was like, I think he said, um, uh, Emily said they might cap it around 500 There were less than 310 signed up last week. I don't know how that's grown over the course of the week, but probably still some slots less uh, left. Secondly, you know, I'm, e- I'm being asked through email, social media about uh, China owning Smithfield. Yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about here. Look, the choice is always yours, right? From a consumer's standpoint, the choice is always yours. You buy what you want to, but there is a reason. I'm sorry, there is no reason to think that we cannot all of a sudden trust Smithfield because of China. Uh, We aren't importing Chinese pork, if that is a concern. Exporting tremendous pork, yes, uh, not bringing it in. So why would you not be able to trust it? That's question number one. And if there was even a question of trust, my question back to you, and I don't like to answer a question with a question, but do you think some of the biggest names in the barbecue and grilling industry would be attaching themselves to Smithfield? I don't think so. That certainly wouldn't be good for their brand if there was some type of dastardly underhand deeding going on, but there's not. And of course, there is the hypocrisy that I love. Take a look around your house and see how much stuff is made in China or by China, probably over 50 or 60%. And I get the whole pro-USA deal, but I also don't choose to live in a dream. Smithfield has pork farmers right here in the USA. They provide the pork you eat and that you are using. They're keeping 40,000-plus people employed here in this country. So I don't know if you can't get behind that, but I can get behind that. And by the way, how many other pork producers, American or not, are investing money back into competition barbecue? Not just making money off the back of competition barbecue. How many exactly? So have your own opinions. You're certainly entitled, but let's work on not being so freaking offended all the time with drawing lines in the sand all the time when something doesn't work out for you or somebody differs with your political view or if somebody should be getting married or not. Or, you know, the internet has really provided an avenue. And maybe you don't see it, but I see it all the time. People are unfriending people because. They're they're Democrats or they're Republicans or because they're pro-life or they're pro-choice or because they use this pork and not that pork or whatever. I mean, be grown-ups here. Somebody makes a decision, live with it. If you can't get behind it, I mean, I get it, but I mean, we can't be so close-minded, especially in this industry because it's very incestuous. Everybody's around everybody. Everybody knows everybody. So let's try and be bigger people here. Take a higher road. And for Christ's sake, be appreciative. 
of the fact that you have a huge company that is investing into the sport that everybody loves. You love competing. I love covering. You can't get behind that? Come on. Don't be ludicrous. Everybody can get behind that. I know. Came on hot. All right, folks, Cook Shack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you're a barbecue in the backyard guy like me or you're on the competition circuit or maybe you're in a five-star dining facility. Cook Shack has a unit that will do the job and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, Smoking Grilling 101s and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice and share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast, Eddie Moran. The FEC 100 and PG 1000 always customer favorites. The PG 1000 doubles as a smoker and the grill. You can go low and slow or hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack Residential Electric Smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion, dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing with quality always being the top priority. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or the website again, cookshack.com. All right, Meathead coming up. Stick around. Be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Try it again. All right. There's Meathead. Let me do this because my Skype absolutely took a crap for some reason. But let me uh, do this very quickly. Uh, oh, boy. Where are we here? Okay. Well, well we're kind of gone. Uh, let me tell you this. This segment is being brought to you by Smithfield. Uh, I just talked about them at the end of the first segment. Uh, if you want to find out about what's happening with uh, the Committed Cooks program. The grant program was obviously announced here on this show last week, uh, so that's probably out of the running at this point. 
But all you have to do is head on over to smokingwithsmithfield.com. That's smokingwithsmithfield.com and get all of the information. And don't forget the the, the committed cooks program for 20 bucks, You get over $100 worth of stuff, swag and all that other stuff. Take pictures when you have it put up. It's going to be great, fun, fabulous. Hey, here's Meathead. Hey, Meathead. Hey, Greg. Hello, Centralites. Uh, what's the good word with Meathead? Oh, uh, I just sold to Smithfield. You just you just sold to Smithfield? Look at you. Good for you. Breaking news. Breaking news. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Uh, breaking news coming out of Cleveland, Ohio. Basic Ribs has sold to Smithfield, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're just kidding, of course. Oh, my. Uh, watch pork every day now. Watch the wire just light up with meathead is sold to Smithfield. Oh my goodness! What are you drinking? Um, I've got a uh, Chilean Grenache. Oh, I love a Grenache. Yeah, um, I've not had a Chilean Grenache before. It's called Antu. What? Um, I, you know, there we go. Yeah. Once upon a time, I was a, a wine writer, as I think you may recall. Oh, yeah. But I uh, I can't keep on top of the latest trends. So I have a local wine merchant who selects. Um, she'll put together a case of mixed bag for me, and uh, uh, and I just work my way through it. And what I like, I write down and order uh, a box of them. And I'm, this is on the hit list. I like it a lot. If I broke into your house, does Meathead have like a wine cellar in the basement? Or like, do you not keep uh, cases and cases on hand? I I don't. Um, I, I have about two or three cases of interesting older wines. Nothing really fancy or expensive. No fancy old Bordeaux. A couple of Rhone-ish things. And um, I have about four cases on wine racks here in the dining room, you know, just par stock. Huh. All right. Yeah, I drink wine with dinner every night. You do. Hmm. Do you you subscribe to wine being a health thing, or you just like wine? <sighs> Both. Um, you, you want know, you I want it to be healthy. <laughs> I don't normally talk about health matters. I uh, I don't know for sure what's healthy and what's not, and I'm frankly not sure anybody knows. What's healthy or not? We can all remember the days when <clears throat> butter was bad and margarine was good, and and now we hear the latest is that dietary cholesterol doesn't translate into blood cholesterol, so maybe fats aren't so bad as we thought, and that uh, um, we know for sure that salt is necessary for our nervous system. So maybe it's not as bad as as far as I know, sugar is the only one that's still on the hot seat. The uh, the national beef checkoff pro or it's one of those Texas universities <coughs> or Oklahoma universities uh, in some type of a beef project has hired two what I would term as uh, let's call them pharmaceutical reps. Mm-hmm. One in the east, one in the west, and they're very good at their craft. But instead of pitching the latest form of Viagra or whatever the hell they tell. First of all, when I watch these uh, commercials on television and they tell you what a great life-changing event taking whatever pill they're pitching on this commercial is, and then they take the last minute and a half 
of a two-minute commercial to tell you all of the potential side of it. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? By, Talk about cover your ass. Reader. Holy moly. I mean, I'm like, why would I want to even attempt to, to take that? But anyway, instead of selling some type of a drug, the university that is employing them has given them uh, a pharmaceutical employee to go into doctors and say, okay, well, if you eat uh, lean beef and this amount of beef and do this in a diet, here are the studies that we have conducted. And now they're having doctors uh, talk about meat consumption with their patients and they're having one-on-one doctor time like a pharmaceutical rep would have. Isn't that interesting? I hadn't heard this. They need need some sort of a theme like two people sitting in a bathtub. Right. Something along these lines. All right, so Meathead, uh, two weeks ago, or it was almost two, well, it'll be two weeks coming up uh, Thursday, I guess. The NBBQA had its annual IM Barbecue event, and it is, as I talked with somebody last week, the National Barbecue and Grilling Association, which I believe you might have had a hand in getting that mm-hmm. kind of renamed. So uh, talk to me a little bit high level on the event itself. Uh, you know, I'd actually had incoming president – uh, Mark Lambert on last week, and I said, hey, you know, from your perspective, is this a I want to get into the barbecue business type of an event? Is it I'm a fanboy of watching barbecue on television, and I've seen Chris Lilly and Mo Kaysan is all going to be down there, so I want to go. Like, what kind of a crowd do you see, or is it a mixed bag? Well, it's really um, undergoing changes. Uh, this was a watershed year. It was the best I've been to, and I've been to many. Um, it has been in the past focused on the trade, restaurateurs, caterers, some competitors. I'm the only journalist that goes. Um, no, I take that back. Amy Mills, who is a book author and also teaches barbecue, is there regularly. But I don't. Oh, and uh, I guess. Kel Phelps, who publishes National Barbecue News, is there. But it, it just doesn't attract um, uh, a wide audience. And um, uh, they changed the name this year, National Barbecue and Grilling Association, for a couple of reasons. One, to reach a broader audience. Far more people own grills than own smokers. Far more p- people cook, you know, burgers and steaks and, you know, chicken and cook hot and fast than cook low and slow. So it makes sense from a business standpoint. But also, you know, you and I have had this discussion uh, um, over the years, and maybe we can talk some more about it. I did a presentation down there um, on the subject of where does grilling and barbecue leave off? Where uh, it, b- Grilling is hot and fast and barbecue is low and slow. So what is the what is the temperature difference? Is it 225, is that barbecue? If you go up to 226, it's grilling? No, maybe 250. 256? 257? A sliding scale, right. I mean, okay, 300. 300's hot and fast? You go tell that to Myron Mixon, who cooks his briskets at 325. Um, Has anybody seen how KCBS cooks chicken lately? You know, it's it's in it. it's in these little muffin tins and s- swimming in butter and stuff. I mean, you know, there's the differences really disappearing. And when you go back into history and you talk about the origins, we like to say barbecue is the first cooking method ever. But it was probably 
throwing meat onto a a bonfire that was the first method of cooking. And so we talked a lot about that sort of thing. And it makes a lot of sense. And uh, the conference was really good. It was in Fort Worth at a place called the River Ranch. And uh, it's sort of a, um, oh, uh, a cowboyish type uh, uh, environment. And we had a big open lawn. The weather was perfect. A lot of outdoor cooking, bonfires, some real showy uh, styles of cooking. Um, a lot of really interesting new equipment. There's uh, um, uh, a, the Karubaku, which is sort of a cult uh, log cooker. Yep. It's a device where you put the logs in on top and it pulls the smoke out from underneath the logs. So you get incredibly clean blue smoke. All the impurities are cooked by bringing it down through the fire, and it makes fabulous food. And he's got this little backyard cooker. They now have partnered with Friedrich, and they're building a big commercial cooker, and the food is just phenomenal coming out of it. Um, uh, they had uh, <coughs> um, some, some folks from here in the Chicago area who are doing Brazilian rotisserie. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. The seminar is really in, in, interesting. And then the final day, they opened it to the public and they had a lot of rock star barbecue cooks. You mentioned Mo Kaysan, Chris Lilly, uh, Myron. Um, Tuffy, Melissa uh, Cookston, you name it. They were all there. You name them. All the TV stars the shed folks. were there and they had their little teams and they all cooked different dishes, and the public got to taste them and vote. And it was just a lot of fun. It was a festival. You know, you go to a barbecue competition, and you can see a lot of interesting stuff going on, but you really can't taste. There was lots of stuff to taste down there. So I And they're going back to the same location next year in Fort Worth, and uh, I think that uh, I'm going to be collaborating with them to bring more consumers in. And it should be a lot of fun. It should be a really great event. Uh, I had a blast. I always do. It's always fun to hang out with these guys. You always learn a lot. The seminars tend to be oriented towards the trade, but I think next year we'll have more consumer stuff. Good event. What was your favorite part of the weekend? Oh, I, I just I attended a lot of really interesting seminars. Um, I, I think the public event, that last day, uh, the first day is a bus tour of the local barbecue joints. The second two days are seminars. And the last day is the public event, which was stand up, walk around outdoors, meeting people, um, hanging out, sitting down with Diva Q and uh, uh, having shots with her and... Uh, uh, heart crew over at Traeger. Uh, it was just, it was a good time. And, and all these guys are available. I mean, you want to talk to Chris Lilly. He's there. Uh, the guys from Black's Barbecue were doing these massive dinosaur ribs. They were spectacular and they were there. I mean, you walk right up, talk to him, ask him your barbecue questions. It, it they're really fun. I mean, you couldn't get to Myron because of the line of people wanting to take selfies with him. Um, uh, so it was just uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. You know, when if you look at other industries, um, 
I don't know. I think there's an ongoing argument, even within the the, the sect of barbecue, that is is competition barbecue a sport? And uh-huh. I I would sit here and maintain that it is. If uh, it, and if if we're going to say golf and bowling and archery and some of these other things are a sport, then curling. Bar- Curling, curling, yeah. So curling, it's on. It's on TV this week. I know it's very popular. Um, so they say that that's a sport. Um, I would contend that uh, I would rename most of those skills, and that competition barbecue would also be a skill. Nevertheless, that's an argument for a different day. If you get the best curlers or the best football players or the best baseball players in this kind of an atmosphere, the biggest names in the industry, which is what was on display there for that Saturday that you're talking about, there's a lot of alpha males and females there, and there is a potential of uh, perhaps chippiness. Did you see any of that at all, or is no. it always the, the, the fallback, we're barbecue, we're family, and everybody's good to everybody? Um, there was, you know, in, in private conversation, you'd catch a, uh, a discouraging word every now and then. But no, in general, there's a great deal of mutual respect among these people. Um, uh, m- maybe in private conversation, there'll be some more chippiness, if you will. But um, I mean, I, I, I've kind of worked my way into the crowd and you know, they're candid with me. Uh, we're candid with each other. Uh, I mean, everybody loves Mike Mills. Everybody loves Mark Lambert. Uh, Linda Orison, the outgoing president, uh, beloved, the entire shed crowd. Yeah. Uh, Brad Orison, uh, Brad Barrett from Grill Greats. Uh, I don't know how many of your people know these names, but these are, you know, I don't know, this might be like it would be in the 20s for baseball or the 50s for football when the sport is really still new enough that you can reach out and touch all these people. I wandered around and I couldn't walk 20 steps without somebody coming over and already have pictures and stuff like yeah. that. It, so I've what said is, it six times what, already and what I'll is say that, it again. What is it's that? a fun event and uh, listeners ought to try to get there. If so if, when you're walking around and you're kind of – uh, as Ray Lampy said, uh, fanboying out to some of these people that yeah. you're seeing. Ray was but, there. Ray but, was there. Yeah, right. So when you when you're getting approached for autographs and to take selfies with, uh, what's that like for you? I mean, you're just kind of a humble guy, uh, Chicago guy. What's that like? I'm not used to it yet. I, I, I mean, the guys who are on TV, Tuffy Stone was there, um, Chris Lilly. They're the real superstars. I'm sort of new to that crowd. I'm not quite used to it. It's flattering. Um, I, I occasionally get stopped in public places like the airport, and it always surprises me. Um, I've just, you know, anybody who's listened to this show, I've been on this show since, you know, I was really just getting the yep. website started. Yep. Uh, you knew me when. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just a backyard cook who... who you know, got lucky. I figured daddy told me to figure out what I love to do and make a living at it. And it's, it's, it's the first time somebody asked me for an autograph or to have a selfie. It kind of shocked me and it still surprises me, but it, you know, it's fun. And, uh, people just love barbecue. I was just, where was I the other day? Oh, I went to a seminar yesterday 
um, to improve my skills in Adobe Lightroom. And it was conducted by a guy named Scott Kelby, who is a superstar in the Photoshop and world. And people were doing the same thing for him. Take my take my picture with you. Take my so I, I guess that you know if you're a public figure, that's what people want is they want their picture with you now. Uh, Meathead Tim McCaska wanted to know or uh, want, uh, wanted uh, you uh, to describe uh, his meat temperature info template at MBBQA. We got a couple well, minutes. What is he talking about? Tim, Tim and I uh, we go way back. Um, legend, by Tim, the way, Tim is a legend. Tim is a legend. Yeah. Tim. For your listeners who may not know Tim, um, the McKeskas have been in Taylor, Texas, which is his little dinky town, the same town as Louis Miller and uh, several other great barbecue joints. And that's it's a cow town, you know, and uh, oil and cow cattle. And uh, it's some of the old meat markets. And the McKeskas own one of the meat market barbecue joints for many years made great barbecue, and one of the things they did especially well was sausage. And, and, and many years ago, when the National Barbecue Association had its conference in Austin, I hooked up with a bunch of guys, including Barry Sorkin from Smoke yep. here in Chicago. We rented a car, and we drove off into the countryside on a couple of day-long binge of tasting barbecue. And we rolled into McKeska's, didn't know anything about the place, and tasted his barbecue, and Barry was on sort of a, a hunt for a really good sausage that he could sell at Smoke, because he'd been trying to develop his own recipe, and none of them, and he's a pretty creative cook, he had not yet hit it on the head. And we had McKeska's, and we both did one of these double takes. We looked at each other and shook our head. We knew immediately, and he immediately started buying from McKeska's. So Tim and I have, you know, hung out whenever we can, and he's a big fan of the um, meat temperature guide we published. Wait a second. Hey, I got one here. And uh, Tim said it's the... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the, be the best use of dead trees <laughs> ever. And I just was very honored and flattered to hear it. I, I have so, my magnet right on my uh, refrigerator where it belongs. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're uh, the big one. That's this one here is uh, magnetic, and it's uh, on Amazon for like ten bucks. There's a smaller version that's on Amazon for like five bucks. I don't sell them. Brad Barrett does. Uh, I just wrote it, and his people designed it. So, you, but it's through Amazon, and if you join the Pitmaster Club, you get the big one for free. All so, right. But I just thought that was very cool of him. And it was a great, you know, I, I, uh, advertising slogan, the best use of dead trees ever. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show. Uh, Meathead, when we come back from break, we can talk a little bit about the impending grill season coming up and some maintenance and safety stuff. Yeah. That's all right with you? Time to clean the grill. That's right. All right. Hold on one second. It's Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. I'm going to talk to you quickly, however, as soon as I can figure out where my cursor is. I can change scenes about the barbecue guru makers of automatic temperature control devices located in warminster pennsylvania if you've been thinking about getting one of these things stop here this is the company that started it all they created this technology why are you going to buy it from anybody else i don't know if you're not familiar with how they work i don't get into the minutiae here but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set 
keeps it at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sounds too good to be true. It's not. You can take advantage of this technology right today because maybe you're a busy working professional or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids and doing errands. You don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. The guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the guru has your back. You have a CyberQ Wi-Fi unit, a DigiQ DX2 unit. You have that new one called the PartyQ. It's like 130 bucks or so, runs on AA batteries, self-contained package. It can go from upright cookers to cabinet-style cookers to keta-style cookers. It doesn't matter. Special attachment needed for the bottom draft on those ceramics, but it'll work there as well. If you're in the market for a new cooker, look no further than the shotgun oven. This is the new revamped old Onyx oven. It's the shotgun doing very well in the competition circuit right out of the bat as well. Fully insulated. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to the, I'm sorry, BBQ. No, the. Head on over to BBQGuru.com and check out their products. And if you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU, and they will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. All right, we're back with more Meathead right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Ready to get on the air? Call 216-220-0966. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James and Barbecue Talk. Craig Rampey. All right, this portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker or a medium-sized cooker or one that's small to take on tailgates, they got you covered in all three areas. They can also supply you with pellets to fire those cookers as well. You can check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. We also have Meathead Goldwyn here on the line with us. All right, Meathead, so uh, spring, I guess, has officially sprung, depending on where you're going to be. But if you look at Facebook hard enough, you can see it's snowing in other areas of the country in uh, what is, I guess, now mid-April. But nevertheless, uh, we want to get the grills ready if you are somebody that partakes in a grilling season, which I guess is kind of around now. I guess the traditional season is what? It's uh, Memorial Day and ends Labor Day, right? I mean, that seems incredibly quick when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'll bet your audience is different than oh, the regular Oh, of course, public. but I mean, you I know, mean, regular public. We all, I mean, I got pictures of me standing out there in my heaviest parka in the middle of winter grilling. Um, nothing stops me, uh, but, uh, and I'm sure your readers are this, or your listeners are the same way. But yeah, I guess a lot of folks think of, you know, wait till the weather warms up and the snow all melts. Uh, I'm in the Chicago area, and we're into a week, finally a week in the 60s. Yep. We haven't had much snow at all this winter. It uh, didn't stop me a bit. But, you know, a lot of folks do park the grill in the garage over the winter. And, uh, uh, you know, it's time to get it out and get it cleaned up. Uh, you know, the, the end of season or beginning of season cleanup Shouldn't be a lot different than the mid-season cleanups. I mean, first and foremost, you just got to have your grates clean. Um, you wouldn't eat in a restaurant where the grill grates were covered with grease. Again, you know, I'm probably preaching to the com- converted here because your audience knows this. 
that meat grease and the smoke that comes from it is not as flavorful as the smoke that comes from wood. And a lot of people think, wow, look at all that smoke. And that the <laughs> grease is somehow seasoning and flavoring the device. But it doesn't really. Um, you you want to get the grease off as best you can. Um, a, a dish dish soap uh, with a scrubby sponge uh, will get most of it off. Uh, there's all kinds of nice metal scrubbers, uh, brushes. Um, when you use bristle brushes, of course, you want to be careful to check and make sure bristles haven't been left behind. There have been numerous cases reported in the media of those bristles that find their way onto a hamburger and then get lodged in your throat, and that can be pretty sad. But um, um, you, you don't want to take the grates off your grill and throw them in your dishwasher unless you like to sleep on the couch. Um, <laughs> well, good idea. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, but you can, you can scrub them down. Usually um, uh, uh, dilutes chlorine or uh, ammonia. We'll cut most everything off of there. And you also want to try to get the carbon off when it gets, I mean, it's not all greasy. It's sometimes it's a heavy, thick carbon. And, and the carbon does insulate the metal from uh, transmitting heat. So you want to try to get them as clean as possible. The inside of your grill, <clears throat> one of the problems you see, particularly on grills uh, as well as smokers, but the dome of things like a Weber kettle or a Smoky Mountain yep. get um, this flaky stuff, black flake. Yeah, what is it's, that? It's again, yeah, it, it, it's just a carbon buildup. Uh, we call it scale. Uh, you can call it schmutz if you want. Yeah, schmutz. Um, but it, it's just carbon buildup, and it and it and it will flake off and land on your meat, and it doesn't taste any good. So, um, and and you can just wipe that off. Uh, Brush it off with a um, a plastic or a scrubbing brush, and most of it comes right off. Uh, and you want to check that during the season. Uh, you don't want that stuff falling on your uh, on your meat. Uh, on a gas grill, you want to check. There's a point where the gas and the air are mixed. It's called the venturi, and the air and gas mix. It's just like the carburetor on your car. The air and the gas mix is important for getting the right flame and the right temperature and the proper burn. And um, for some reason or other, spiders like to get in there. And so you want to check down in there and make sure there's no spiders who set up residence in there, blocking the airflow or the gas flow. And check your Venturi. Um, on a gas grill, there's a burner. It's usually a tube or it's a flat plate. And it's got holes poked in it. Check those, make sure they're not clogged up. I just take a paper clip and straighten it out and poke, the, poke them through the holes, make sure they're all open so that the gas can be distributed evenly. You get an even heat. And, and what you want is you, you'll fire up your gas grill at night and, and look for a blue flame. And it's okay to have a little yellow tip, but you want a mostly blue flame. That's a good clean burn. If you don't have that, you might be able to adjust the venturis and, and, and alter the air mix. Um, if you've got a pellet smoker 
or any kind of a smoker that has a probe inserted in it. Yes. Um, uh, pellet smokers have them. You want to clean your probe. The tip of that probe will get carbon buildup. And you want to watch that all through the cooking season. Get that probe clean because if it's coated with carbon, you might not get an accurate temperature mm. read. Um, on the exterior of the grill, you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to the outside of my grill, I'm sorry to say. I guess if you got a real fancy, shiny stainless steel grill, you want to keep it shiny and make it look good. Um, don't use a metal brush on it. One of those little scrubby sponges with some warm water and dish soap will do it. Go with the grain rather than against the grain. If there's really nasty water spots, club soda will sometimes get those off. Um, um, the, uh, uh, I, you know, I, like I say, the exterior doesn't bother me too much. My gas grills, I don't even cover them most of the time. Really? Covering, covering your grill can cause another set of problems. Uh -oh. And people with Weber Smoky Mountains know this. If you cover a Weber Smoky Mountain and <clears throat> leave it covered for a long time, especially if there's grease buildup, yep. you can get some nasty mold growth in there. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's and because there's nasty mold growth in my PK grill also. Because there's no uh, air moving through the vessel, correct? Not a lot of airflow, and it's also humid, and you've got this grease, which is a lovely little growing environment. And um, it can get really, really nasty in there. First thing you want to do is just fire it up as hot as you can get it and just kill everything in sight. <clears throat> Burn a lot of it off, then scrub everything down, clean it up. Um, use your uh, elbow grease. <coughs> Excuse me, I came back from Texas with a little bit of <coughs> yeah, tickle in my throat here. Um, power washers are really good for this sort of thing. Um, high pressure um, hoses, and you clean them out that way. I've heard, <clears throat> Meathead, that uh, you would maybe not want to elbow grease, okay, but once you get into the pressure washing, then you are, uh, I guess, stripping off the seasoning of the inside, and, and you don't want to do that. Uh, that BS, that's, uh, that's uh, uh, pop, poppycock to you? Uh, seasoning is, I mean, I don't know what seasoning is. Um it's, it's been talked about a lot. I mean, the interior of your smoker can get coated with soot, carbon. Grease. Um, grease. Um, I, 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 I mean, now on, on the large Weber Smoky Mountain, I discovered on the bigger one that you do want a layer of carbon on there because it tends to burn hot if it's a very re reflective surface. No. If it's really clean and it's reflecting a lot, it runs hot. So I like to keep it dull. Um, uh, and so a carbon buildup on that is okay. But I don't want a lot of grease in there. I don't know if grease is seasoning. I don't get the seasoning stuff. Um, what, you, what, what gives meat its lovely flavor is wood and only wood. Charcoal, you want it to burn down so it's not emitting much flavor. Your charcoal is a source of heat. Your wood is your flavor. And you don't want flavor from the sides of the smoker or the grease on the, uh, on the, uh, on the grates. 
So I've never bought into this seasoning business. I do when I get a new grill, I want to burn it off fast, get it so that any grease from the manufacturing process or cardboard from the box or splinters or anything gets burned up. But I've just never really understood the concept of seasoning the metal. So when you, um, when I get a brand new cook, for instance, this is the first thing they taught me when I finally got my brand new Weber Smoky Mountain, which seemed like 10 minutes ago, but it was actually more like 12 years ago or longer. The first thing you do when you put it together is uh, get all the parts separate and then get a spray bottle of uh, vegetable oil and then coat the inside and coat the racks and blah, 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 season it up and then build a hot fire and burn it in almost like you would do a cast iron pan and then you're seasoned and, and you're off and running. Well, all right. That does make some sense for the grates, the cooking surface. What happens is the oil cracks or it changes its physical structure, it polymerizes in a sense, becomes more plasticky, and it's le- it becomes um, uh, less sticky. So that if your grill grates have um, uh, been treated lightly with a light layer of oil that has been cooked in, it's like a cast iron pan. You get almost a non-stick surface. It, what it does is, if you looked at a brand new grill grate um, with a, you know, no matter how shiny, whether it's nickel coated or stainless steel, it looked really smooth and shiny. But if you look at it with a magnifying glass or better still a microscope, you'll see it's really non-uniform. It's pitted. It's got cracks. And so this grease or this spray oil will kind of fill those gaps. It'll do the same on the sides of the grill, but you're not putting your steak on the sides of the grill. Look at the ceramic cookers. People cook on ceramic cookers all the time. Yep. They don't season those. No. There's no need to season those. Uh, and, and and they're sort of self-cleaning. Um, uh, you know, I, I think it's one of those old husband's tales that have been with us for a thousand years, mm. like soaking your wood chips. Interesting. I don't know what to say about that. I've, uh, I guess I've always subscribed to the whole, even with my uh, close or I'm sorry, my Lang pit when I got it, uh, Ben Lang said in the inside, you know, paint it up with some uh, vegetable oil and get a hot fire going in there. I mean, that's steel, I guess, uh-huh. versus. Sure. That's, that's you know, the way we've all been taught. Yeah. I'm just not sure what it does. I've tried to figure it out. I mean, it will fill the pits and maybe make a polymerized coating, but it's got paint on it. I mean, it's that's a polymer. I mean, right. it's a coat. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that that what that does or how that impacts the flavor or the heating properties or. Uh, I think, know, uh, and I'm sure it's different on every smoker. On a Lang, it's probably. Um, like I said, on my Weber Smoky Mountain, I got two of them, the 18 and the 22. The 18 loves to go right to my favorite 225 temp. But the 22, uh, when it was new, it went up to 275, and I don't like to cook that high normally. And um, it wasn't until it got a layer of soot that it became less reflective and cooled down just a bit. Um, so... 
could, you know. could be a new assignment for Dr. Greg Blonder, and uh, we yeah, could be dispelling yeah, a myth. Here we go. All right. Uh, it's Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. Uh, Meathead, you said we could give a, a book away tonight if I can work it in? Yeah, you come up. Well, I mean, Der- Derek is doing a book giveaway. Uh, uh, I should do it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you pick um, uh, a quiz question and a topic and find a winner. Tell me their name and address. I'll be glad to personalize it and sign it and send it to them. All right. Meathead, as always, appreciate the time, and we will see you again next month. Always, Greg. All right. Great to be with you. It's Meathead. Meathead Goldwyn. Wow, look at that guy. Giving away a book uh, willy-nilly. Look at that. Love it. All right, let me mute that. I will play a little catch-up with the clock here. All right, uh, let me talk to you quickly about Butcher Barbecue. Uh, No easier way to step up the barbecue and grilling game than with Butcher Barbecue products. Last week, I went in-depth with the grilling oils, which I still love. I use them uh, today. I also used them yesterday. You'll find out because you keep them on the shelf. They're shelf-stable. You can keep them right out in front of your eyes so you never forget they're out there. How often you will reach to use them in place of some of the other stuff you might be using. Uh, You have the injections, the pork, the beef. The bird boosters, all that stuff. You know, Prime Injection. Let me talk to you a little bit about the Prime Injection. This has combined all the things love from their beef injection using its award-winning flavor enhancer, its ability to keep your brisket juicy. They have combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor. It is available for sale, of course, at ButcherBBQ.com. In fact, Dave has taken all of the potential errors out of how to mix, what to use, liquid-wise, how much of the powder, how much of the water, pre-mixed, ready to go, right in the jar, right in the bottle. Bottled injection, ready to stick your needle down in there, draw out the goodness, and then shoot it into whatever you want, protein-wise. Don't shoot it in yourself. Although it's probably better for you than uh, heroin. (laughs) Keep you moister longer. Pork injection ready to go. Beef injection ready to go. Available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Of course, you have the rubs. That new line that was introduced a little while ago, which is Chipotle, cherry, steak, no, pecan, and uh, Dave's Master Blend. And then you have the standbys of steak and brisket rub and honey rub, which I absolutely love. And then you have the sweet barbecue sauce. There's a full line of products over there waiting for you. I believe they still have the trade-in link. So if you found that you don't like somebody else's commercially made injection, you can go to the website, hit the trade-in link program, print off that slip and send whatever commercially made injection you have left. Dave will weigh it and then send you back some of his product that you request in return, making his customers happy and his competition's customers happy. How about that? ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. We are back right after this. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets. 
for all of your pellet-driven cookers. We were just talking about pellet cookers with meat. Visit cookingpellets.com for more information. You can purchase there as well, or you can purchase from Amazon.com. They do have an app at Cooking Pellets. Download that app, and you will be alerted to great shipping deals that come up. You'll also be alerted to some other specials that they have going on with their products. So continued thanks to Chris Becker and everybody over at cookingpellets.com. By the way, uh, if you're into Twitch... Chris puts on a uh, two, three times a week or so. It's probably more when it's convenient, but he's got a great live Twitch video, Cooking Pellets. I believe it's twitch.tv slash cooking pellets. You'll be able to find him. He does a great show, multi-camera live cooking show that he does. Check that out if you're in Twitch. Thanks again to Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. All right. You want to win Meathead's book? Here's the question. During our segment, Meathead said that they renamed the National Barbecue Association's name to include something else. What is the new appropriate name? Send it to me in an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. First one in with the right answer wins Meathead's book. What is the new name of the NBBQA? All right, we will duck out of here and reload for the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. board here for the really big barbecue show Boing. we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to hit me fine how you doing <laughs> you have a great show i'm a big fan Boing. so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle charbono it's all about the charbono dude Succulent fish, what? We ate two feet for wiener. Delicious, Lavernius, shit feet. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Congratulations, folks. You found the Barbecue Central Show. That is the definitive show that talks about the world of barbecue and grilling, covering all the hot topics, getting top interviews, good interviews, getting mediocre interviews with some of the top names in the barbecue and grilling industry. The show happens every Tuesday night. If you miss the first hour, where were you? You missed Meathead Goldwyn graciously struggling through a cold, obviously. Oh, felt bad for him. But he mustered through relatively no problem thank you to meathead for the effort on this one hopefully you feel better for next uh, next time not to pull back the curtain too much but i believe next time we will actually get into uh, 
more or less substantially into his uh, NBBQA talk that he gave uh, key, uh, keynote-wise. All right, let's see here. First one in, John Solberg, National Barbecue and Grilling Association. We, we got a winner just like that. All right, uh, John, you send me your shipping info and let me know that you won the book, and I'll forward that over to Meathead. Stoke and Smoke Barbecue just came in. They had the right answer, but they were just a little late. Can't be late in this game, buddy. Can't be late in this game. So congratulations to John Solberg. Uh, We'll get a personalized copy of Meathead's book. Best-selling, by the way. All right, still to come on this show tonight, Derek Riches from thespruce.com. We'll talk to him about where that name uh, changed or how it changed. You remember, Derek, uh, uh, what was bbq.about.com was about, you know, I would just generically say about.com, and then it was the barbecue side. But now it's thespruce.com, so we'll talk to him about that. And about the new book, Kebabs. Look at this. Uh, Alex Pegg, you had the right answer. You are also late. Sorry. Get that big stuff out of here. Aren't you people uh, taking copious notes as we're talking? Because you never know when I'm going to pull a contest out of my hat and ask crazy questions. Come on, Solberg. That's right, John Solberg. Okay, here we go. So, I'm sorry, uh, Derek coming up in about 10 minutes from now, talking about kebabs. And I will confront Derek by saying that uh, I have never been a kebab fan ever. So he, it is up to him to turn me on to kebabs, or I will be continuing on the kebab schneid. So for a number of reasons, I've been looking forward to this interview. Uh, still no word on the 1035 segment. Uh, I, have, I don't even see Matt Boer in the chat room tonight, so beer and barbecue segment might be put on hold for him. Uh, folks, the National Pro Barbecue Tour presented by Sam's Club rolled into Salt Lake City, Utah this past weekend. This was a local qualifying event that sends the top six teams into the regional final, which takes place in Las Vegas, Nevada on April 22nd, so week after next. Those six teams moving are, and in particular order... Winning it, Grand Champion with a 690, almost a 691, Team America. Who can't get behind them? Team America. Reserve Grand Champ. Got Smoke Barbecue. Third place, Cow Tippin' Barbecue. Fourth place, look at this guy. Legend. By the way, his email doesn't work because I've tried to get him on the show for weeks. Parrothead Smokers, John Nilgis, 687.3. A former Sam's Club National Championship winner gets into the regional finals as well. Justin McGuan, Lucky's Q. Boom. And rounding out the top six, Half-Baked Hippies Barbecue with a 682. So if you look at Team America with a 690.8, and uh, half baked barbecue, half baked hippies barbecue at six. That's a six eighty two. So eh, roughly eight point eight points separating one through six. 
just what kind of math is that? Seven tenths of a point? Is that right? One point seven points separating first and second. It was close. One through three was actually uh, one through four was actually very close. Oh, three separating three and four was a tenth, almost uh, almost to the number a tenth. So congratulations to Team America. Got Smoke Barbecue, Cow Tippin Barbecue, Parrothead Smokers, Lucky's Q, and Half Baked Hippies Barbecue. All moving on to the Las Vegas Regional Final that'll take place April 22nd. And the next Sam's Club Tour event is going to be taking place in, uh, oh no, damn it. Hold on. I had that whole thing updated and then it puked. Is it here? Is it here? 415, that's this weekend. Oh, look at this. We're going to Fort Collins, Colorado this coming weekend, ladies and germs. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I got to fix that. Uh, Fort Collins. Let me fix this. Colorado. Has anybody been to Fort Collins, Colorado? It sounds like a destination across the nation. I'm, I've always been enamored with Colorado. I mean, I travel nowhere unless it's for uh, volleyball or softball. <laughs> I travel nowhere by choice, and volleyball is not by choice. But I think I would love to go to Colorado. Pit Barrel used to be based out of Colorado. Now they're in uh, Kentucky. I think that's a business thing, though, right? John Solberg. All right. We'll have to get that over to Meathead. From the standpoint, all right, so that wraps up Sam's, uh, the uh, pro National Pro Barbecue Tour. By the way, uh, we're a little late in starting, but I believe this marks the start of the third season. Maybe fourth, I'd have to go back and check audio, but at least the third season that the National Pro Barbecue Tour has uh, become a partner with the Barbecue Central Show. So you might have been wondering, hey, Sam's has started. We're missing that weekly update. Uh, this weekly update that I do, by the way, is actually not part of the deal. It's just something that I like to throw in there because it's widely become one of the more popular series of barbecue that has swept the nation over the last seven years. This is the start of the seven years. Start of the seventh year, I should say. So very happy that Sam's Club has once again got on board with the show, and that's a National Pro Barbecue Tour presented by Sam's Club. That's this year, the new name. Uh, nothing crazy on the horse meat update of 2017 that we're running. I'm wearing my shirt, of course. Great positive conversations are continuing to be had with everyday folks like you and me who are very open, at least in talking to me and some of these other people that have shirts on that are being asked questions. Come on. I mean, this is wonderful. I have no idea how we actually get it to somebody that makes decisions, but the more people that have these conversations, the better. Uh, most importantly, folks, this is it. This will be the last week here 
Three days. Three days remain to get your Barbecue Hall of Fame nominations into the Barbecue Hall of Fame committee. After a week, I still have no idea who's on this committee, how things are voted on, any of this stuff. I don't know anything about that. However, however, where did it go? Oh, boy. Here we go. However, I am going to copy a link here. Put it right here in the chat room. If you have not filled out the form that's required, fill out the red asterisk for, uh, parts on the form. You don't have to go in the ones that don't have that red denotation. You don't have to lie for me. Uh, these are all due April 14th, the day before tax day. Uh-oh. So please, if you haven't done it, uh, share it everywhere. Tell everybody they want to be voting for me to be uh, potentially on the nomination. Uh, More importantly, if anybody knows behind the scenes, and uh, remember rule number one of the show, no names, please. Tell me who's on this committee. Tell me what the rules and regulations are on how people are going to get nominated. I I mean, I can guarantee I won't get on it because in my acceptance speech, I will be making those demands going forward. Also, I'll be asking that Guy Fieri is uh, summarily booted out of the Hall of Fame. First order of business when I get in. He's out. All right, folks, if you didn't know already, Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championships rubs that have won almost every major barbecue competition, period. BPS has also banded together with fellow California-based rub company, Simply Marvelous Barbecue, to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue. They've also begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created two of their own unique competitions, King of the Smoker, which brings the best of the best in barbecue in a head-to-head back-to-basics event. King of the Smoker, unique in the fact that contestants aren't allowed to use any electric devices such as pellet cookers or pit miners. Contestants only allowed to use charcoal wood in their wits to win one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions around. The other one is called the Guinea Pig cost-controlled event that helps bring in newcomers of the world of competitive barbecue. Also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, which helps provide incentive to keep new competitors in the world of barbecue. And it's not just for the newbies either, it's also for those savvy seasoned barbecue veterans. On top of all of this, BPS created that unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, they've been able to do all this with like six or seven years of being in the biz. Minimal time. Turning that competition barbecue world on its ear, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain and BJ's Restaurant Brewhouse, and most importantly, benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning. All right, Derek Riches coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks, and we are broadcasting live from Cleveland.
the only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue. A man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue bible. Bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, this portion of the show is being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories, purveyors of made-in-the-USA stainless steel barbecue and smoker lid hinges, barbecue accessory hangers, rocket-hot chimney grillers, heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers. The fine products from Unknown Smoker Accessories keep your gear where it needs to be, at arm's length, ready for battle. By the way, the rocket-hot chimney grillers are also available for sale on Big Papa Smokers' website, bigpapasmokers.com. Showing partnership is good as well as just straight old competition. Of course, you can also buy the Rocket Hot Chimney Grillers along with all the other products at Unknown Smoker Accessories. Uh, unknownbbq.com slash shop. That's unknownbbq.com slash shop. All right, my first guest in the second hour needs no real introduction, especially when it comes to the history of this show. When you need reviews on products in the barbecue and grilling world, it's one of the most trusted resources in the industry you find them at thespruce.com, and tonight we're talking about what? Books. Books, especially the one that he wrote called Kebabs. Let's race to the hotline and welcome back Derek Riches to the show. Derek, how are you, buddy? Good. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Derek. Appreciate you making time as always. And, you know, uh, for, I guess for the longest time it was always let's uh, talk about how great charbroil's ideas were and then pan how crazily bad their actual execution of products were that came to market but uh, a little bit different spin this time around uh, and it's books so spring is sprung and this really seems to be when people are releasing those barbecue and grilling type niche cookbooks um i guess before we get into that is there is there anything from an equipment standpoint that you've gotten your hands on that have really tripped your trigger or that really has uh, caught your, your ire, if you will? Well, I have something from Charbroil, if that's what you mean. Uh, well, I wasn't, I wasn't specifically looking for that, but if you have something you'd like to talk about, <laughs> sure, I'm, all, I'm always all ears. Well, I have the new Charbroil Commander Kamado grill in. They're a $350 metal Kamado, um, which... You know, fits very typical to what you just said. It's got some innovations to it. It's got some some interesting ideas. It's certainly got uh, a very low price, and it's got some problems with execution and design. Is this made? So, is it is it a Charbroil name tag or is it the Blaze name tag? Uh, Charbroil. Hmm. All right. I, I don't think I've seen that one. Then it's it's all metal. Uh, yeah, it's a metal Kamado grill. It's a uh, yeah, not dissimilar from that Char Grill or Acorn that came out a few years uh, ago. Yes, um, a twenty-inch grill. It comes on a full cart, fold-down side table. It comes with a, a water pan, deflector, all the accessories you'd want, all in one package. Uh, it's well insulated it does temperatures up 700 degrees does low and slow cooking um the the innovative feature of it is that the bottom vent is actually on the side table and then there's a in essence a duct that connects to the bottom of the grill and in this way you can see both vents at the same time and you can adjust them both simultaneously hmm. uh, 
problem with that is, is that duct and the cap that connects it on the bottom and that vent on the side table are plastic. Oh. And, like, you why, know, that's just going to go wrong. Yeah, what, like, why cheap out there? Three hundred fifty dollar <laughs> price tag. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, um, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more if uh, if time allows. But I was always interested to see if there was something you had kind of just taken a look at. Um, Book wise, though, Derek, as I had mentioned before, this does seem to be the time of year where you know the grilling and the barbecue cookbooks are coming out. The title of this one is called Kebabs, and I don't know if I've ever seen a book dedicated to kebabs. Is that is that something you can well, confirm or deny? There have been a few. Um, there hasn't been anything in the last decade. Uh, and that's kind of one of the reasons for doing this is it's kind of an underrepresented item in the, you know, in the catalog, as it were. So I don't want to ask the obvious question here, but like, are you, I don't know a lot of kebab fans personally. So like, have you always been a kebab fan and the book stems from that or not really? Oh, I've always been a fan, actually. I've always thought that it was a great choice. Uh, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, this isn't the thing, and um, they're not that interested in it, but kebabs remain a very popular grilling item. I think that the big problem with, with it is that you had this kind of old-school notion where people would put you know, cocktail onions and cherry tomatoes mm-hmm. and and they would end up with a burnt up, mushy mess that just, you know, tough meat and 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 just not something that was enjoyable. And and yet kebabs are literally one of the global street foods. I mean, you can find them all over the world in all sorts of different forms and people love them and eat them in in huge amounts. So the my point was with doing this was there you can do it you can do it right you can make anything you want you can make it really enjoyable you just got to know a few basic rules to how to deal with the proper kebab Derek Rich is joining me here on the show uh the spruce.com is the website the book is kebabs uh, that we're talking about right now and you you hit it right on the head for me it was overcooked veggies undercooked meat and i'm like oh man Obviously, uh, you know, my uh, mental capacity is not so great because I wasn't able to think of a fix all on my own. So from a beginner's standpoint, if we can back it up kind of all the way out there, if I'm just buying a grill or if I'm just going to start getting into this and I don't know too much about it, a beginner advice or really important first steps to make a good kebab experience. Well, you know, like with anything you're going to grill, if you're starting out, go, you know, keep it simple, keep it very straightforward. Those you know, those 50s era kebabs that had everything you could think of stuck on them is, is just a wrong way of thinking about it. Most, you know, most of the great kebabs from, you know, history and all over the world have one item, maybe two items on it. It's a great way of cooking small cuts of meat. You can add vegetables to that as long as you're picking something that's going to be appropriate for it. And, you know, you you think about, you know, slices of onions or peppers or stuff like that. Those are the items that typically will go well here. Although, you know, we found um, some really great recipes. There's um, 
something called sasakis that comes out of uh, South Africa, and it's lamb with dried apricots, and it gets marinated together, and the apricots are sweet, and they plump up while it cooks, and it's absolutely delicious. Uh, so that's the kind of combination you want to look for. You want to look at something that's going to that matches up, and you know, um, and the other thing of it is is don't overbunch it. People try and squeeze as much stuff on a stick as they can to throw it on the grill. And that's when you, you get that burnt up uh, vegetables or overcooked meats or undercooked bits, you know, on one end it's done on the other end, it's raw, um, spread it out, keep it loose, cook it that way. I mean, this is the way it's cooked all over the world. There's a lot of, or there's been a lot of talk, you know, when I was doing kebabs, it was those big stainless steel single skewers, and then there was soaking wood skewers and water so they don't burn, or putting some type of an aluminum foil shield down uh, so they don't burn, or, and then it was skewering two things so you could kind of flip like you were doing uh, some type of a, of a flip like yeah. you would a burger, like... What what you then there was firewire. I remember firewire coming. You could put fifty eight pounds of veggie stuff of uh, of kebab stuff on it. And it was going to be no problem to flip. Like uh, what what's the deal with all that stuff? Well, you know um, the the bamboo skewers is a great solution if you're vending. I mean, it's a food service solution. It's a disposable skewer, and that's you know you don't want to cook with this disposable things that much they just don't work right and so you know i suggest a good flat blade metal skewers um 12 inch length is good for the average person uh and you know you just again it just it's a simple solution you don't need a complex problem although i did like the firewire they were kind of fun to play with i remember having packets of those to give away at trade shows did you think okay, that they that, have several. do you think that they held the do you think they met expectation? Uh, the trick with the firewire, and that was something that the inventors didn't get was it you know since it's a cable, it has a loop on one end and a sharp point on the other end. If you feed that point back through the loop on the other end, all you have to do is grab the point and you can just flip it straight over. The whole thing goes over really easily. Um, the problem of it is is that you get these large loops, you know, and if you're using a small grill, it just doesn't accommodate the space all that well. Whereas, you know, the straightforward, simple, cheap metal skewers you can pick up almost anywhere work perfectly. Derek Richards joining me here on the show talking about his book, Kebabs, 75 Spectacular Recipes for Grilling. Uh, was it hard or, or what kind of a research time frame do you have to take in order to to come up with 75 ones that you want to put in a book? I mean, did you pare it down from like 350 or 400 or uh, was it not that much of a labor? Uh, I think I think we hit 75 probably in the second day. We pared it down from about 150 recipes. Wow. Um, just mostly trying to, you know, keep the uniqueness of it because we wanted – to have absolutely everything you could think of. So, you know, there's chicken, there's there's beef, there's lamb, there's um, pork, there's seafood, there's vegetables, there's fruit, you know. So you have the whole gambit of absolutely everything you can put on there. And it, it, I, I think it's a good representation. I, I struggle, you know, I know full well that there's stuff that was missed, but frankly, at this point, I still can't think of one. 
Do you come up with the recipes all yourself, um, or are you kind of borrowing ideas here and there and then doing something to, to make them a, a, a Derek original, if you will? Um, well, we did a lot of kind of research into different uh, ethnicities. So we were looking at, you know, a lot of street foods from Asia, from Africa, the Middle East, South and Central America, and really, you know, looking for kind of inspiration in that direction. Um, and then also there's a lot of, um, you know, kind of trying to get some general American style recipes, you know, so, you know, um, we actually have kind of a take on, um, we have, we have, a, we have a take, I think it works actually quite well on something of a Kansas city style rib, but what it works with is, um, uh, country style pork ribs marinated and then glazed with, uh, you know, a Kansas city style sauce. And it actually is, it, it, it has that flavor profile. It really actually worked out quite well. Um, it's not barbecue, but you know, it's a, it, considering it only takes 10 minutes to cook it. It's a, it's a good, a uh, good variation. Derek, from a book layout standpoint, and uh, I don't mean to, to ask a, a stupid question here, but are there, is it like appetizer kebab, main course kebab, and then dessert kebab, or is it all just meat stuff because it's kebab and you really you know, are, are a little limited, or can you get crazy with kebab? Well, you can get crazy with it. I, we have a, it, you know, I mean, there's a there's a halloumi cheese kebab in there. There's, um, we have, um, you know, you know, like a rum and coconut fruit kebabs and um, those sort of elements. There's a watermelon one, which uh, I thought was, you know, makes a fantastic dessert. It's got a nice simple syrup that goes with it. And um, the idea was is to have um, the variety, you know, in, in courses as well. You literally could go through and say, we're going to make these as appetizers and here's some main courses. And there's also some items that are great side dishes. And then there's some really good dessert dishes. So, um, you know, you could do the whole meal out of the book. Favorite two kebabs. If you only had to make two out of the 75, uh, which ones are you making tonight? There's, there's a Chinese, kebab it's a spicy really hot spicy um cumin based uh pork kebab it uh actually no i think it's actually it's lamb sorry i get confused uh called chuan which i thought was just fantastic it was really it had a nice spice flavor to it um was just uh jumped out at me and also these um south african sasate kebabs with the apricots um that one was you know you know, you start experimenting with these sort of things and you go, okay, they make this, this is a popular item, but it just doesn't sound like it's going to work right. It was absolutely fantastic in, in the way it came out. And, that, you know, that's one I would just make again and again. Derek, is, is satay a completely different situation um, or is that, is there like a, a kebab umbrella of sorts? Well, we've included that in there. So there's, there's those, uh, there's a couple of those, there's, you know, yakitori, um, you know, in just getting all of those general items. And so, you know, this isn't just, not everything is just a cube of meat with a, you know, with a veg on there. There's strips and different kind of ways of, diff of cutting the meat 
as well to kind of, you know, maximize surface and flavor and charring and, you know, whatever you want for all that sort of stuff. So that's all, you know, we've put that all under one big um, umbrella as well as, um, you know, um, like uh, the kofta dishes, which is a ground meat kind of formed into a almost sausage-like shape onto skewers and grilled that way. And those, I really like those too. Those are just my favorite. Derek, I was talking to Jamie Proviance last week about he had a new cookbook coming out with Weber called Weber's Greatest Hits, and he had told me that you know over the course of his time with them, they had generated twenty five or twenty seven hundred different recipes, and they had widgeted them down to one hundred and twenty five or, or whatever it was that was in his book. And I'd asked him, you know, were you surprised that there is still this desire by the consuming public to have a tactile reference? to go to, to keep it on their shelf or in a bookcase or whatever, but they go to it when they're actually going to go cook and lay it out on the table or the bar or whatever they're using instead of using some type of other digital media option that we have. Are you surprised that, especially in the barbecue and grilling sector, that it, this niche continues to grow and want that tactile reference? Um, I, I don't know. You're talking to someone who's got 500 cookbooks, um, but I don't know. I'm necessarily surprised by it because uh, for all the, all the technology we have, people still love to buy books. I mean, I have, you know, e-reader things and I still buy paper books. I do it all the time. And I think there's just something about it. There's something, the thing of it is, is that books are different from, from websites and, and, you know, that sort of media in that you can sum through a book you can find the unexpected. Usually when you hit the internet, you're looking for what you, what you want, but a, a book can present stuff you didn't expect before. You can, you know, flipping through, you're going to go, wow, I never would have thought of that. And that's what I find, you know, what I find in a great cookbook is finding that there's some, something I never heard of or never thought of before. And that's, to me, that's why people buy books. Derek, as far as availability, um, where can you get the book at? Uh, it's being sold through Amazon in U.S., Canada, and U.K. It's in Barnes and Nobles. It's going to be in Lowe's stores. It's in the big book stores in the U.K. and Canada. Although I'm not, uh, I think in the U.K. it's called Waterstone, and then they've got a chain. It might be Indigo in Canada. I'm not sure. So it's it's being quite widely distributed. How like have you gotten any feedback on how well it's doing right now? Uh, it's been out for about a week, uh, so it's kind of preliminary. So um, it seems to be doing pretty well. The uh, publisher's happy. So as long as the publisher's happy, I figure I should be happy. Will you be doing another book, or like has that already been discussed? Was it like a two or ten book deal, or just a one-off for now? Uh, actually, we have another book coming out this summer on rotisserie cooking. Really? Look at and you. It's already already done, and I think it goes to hits the presses here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe we should be calling you a uh, Derek Reichlin. <laughs> Two books. Wow! In in a matter of months, no less. I don't even think Stephen Reichlin puts out more than one book a year. That's incredible. Uh. And we're working, hopefully we're working on two more for next year. I mean, it's wow. early still in that process, but I think uh, that's going. So, uh, We can give one away tonight? 
Yeah. All right. Uh, next segment, I'll have time to do that. Um, the, widely available is this book called Kebab, 75 Different Recipes. You can uh, soon get that in Lowe's, but, of course, uh, all the Amazon.com locations, Barnes & Noble, uh, out for a week and doing very well. He's Derek Riches. Derek, what happened with About.com? It's the Spruce.com. The Spruce. Well, after 20 years... After 20 years, the powers that be decided that one giant super information source that answered every possible question just wasn't working anymore. And so they decided <laughs> to break it apart. It's, I guess it's kind of the new trend in the online world to move to these verticals that are more focused. And as far as the name, the spruce, well, they didn't have any input from me on that. So, <laughs> um, but that is, it is a, it is a home and lifestyle site. So, you know, home repair, cooking, stuff like that is in there. Um, they say the day it launched, it was the third largest home site on the internet. Wow. So, uh, it's been up for about uh, two months now, I guess. Sounds like it's going well. Aside from the name. Yeah, as far as I, well, you know, well, yeah. What can I'm you do? I'm going to get into that. I don't know. What can you do? Nothing I can do about That's that. That's right. No doubt. The powers of beer are happy, so I'm happy. That's right. Know? All right. Uh, so this book is out now. Another book coming in the summer. It's Derek Riches, thespruce.com. You can find them there, and uh, Derek will get a winner, and I'll forward over that stuff a little bit later this evening. Always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for coming out. Yeah, sure. Thank you. And I'll get that book sent out as soon as I know who it's going to. All righty. There he is. It's Derek Rich. I mean, I'm not, you know, bitching to Derek about the name of the spruce.com. Hey, trust me, when it comes to websites, uh, mine is the worst. I think I have the worst website traffic ever. I mean, my, but you don't come to my website for like information you come to download it you come to download the show it's a show website it's like a placeholder an anchor now my download numbers are way different you know i've talked to somebody who's uh doing a little work for me and i was like hey you know i'd really love to get the x number per download or per uh, x number of downloads per show she's like what i was like yeah She's like, do you realize you're already like in the top 1% of how many downloads you get from release to like three months out? 1%. That's good news for me. I'll tell you what's good news. The CHOPS Power Injector System winning the NBBQA Tool of the Year. Not one, not twice, but three years in a row. Half-gallon CHOPS Power Injector System. For the backyard warrior, for the competition cook, easy to use, clean it, fill it, pump it, and away you go. It's 100 bucks. You pay shipping. Then you have one that's double the size. Same old great stuff, but you can use it like if you're doing MBN whole hog. Or maybe you're doing 10 shoulders to get a perfect one. This one's 120 bucks plus shipping. Then you have the full power injector system. This one, not a holding tank like the other two, but a three and a half foot pickup tube. You can put in any size container you want. Don't worry if it's just a couple inches, it uses it all. This one was originally designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. And he has said time and time again that with the Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. This one's $325 plus you pay the ship. 
A number of the top pitmasters in the world use Chops Power Injector Systems every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. Why? Because we live in a foodie world that now requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it and do it fast. It's not just for meat either, as I tell you each and every week. How about a little alcohol-infused watermelon or cantaloupe or pineapple? You name it. You pick the liquor, you inject it, let it sit, eat, get drunk. Love it. Extra accessories, you want them, they got them. Want to shoot medium ground spices, I got you covered for that. They have two, three, four-inch, 12-gauge needles. Also, they have a two-inch clothes-tip needle, perfect for shooting fatty meats to keep from plugging up the needles with fat. They sell replacement stock needle adapters and plug screws. They have a great upgrade that you could buy to make your chops injector bulletproof. Metal needle adapters, how about that? Visit BarbecueKansasCity.com, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, BarbecueKansasCity.com. Chops Power Injector Systems give your barbecue power. Three years in a row. Uh, Doug Durda, I mean, I host my own shows, but I uh, have download tracking through Blueberry, the most respected uh, stats in the industry, of course. All right, uh, open segment coming up. Get a winner. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. The biggest name in pork bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get smoking with Smithfield and their grant program committee cooks program learn more at smoking with smithfield.com that's smoking with smithfield.com all right let me go back to the question that doug Durda asked me in the chat room asked me who my podcasting host is i don't want to get in the weeds of podcasting nerdism but i believe there's a host called lipson that I guess would be your industry standard podcast host, but I have a well-established RSS feed or XML feed or you know whatever you want to call it that I have installed through my PowerPress uh, website and uh, PowerPress and Blueberry. Uh, it's not uh, WordPress is the website that I use, but there's this thing called PowerPress Blueberry B L U B R Y. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. There's no vowels in there. And uh, the guy that runs that company, Todd Cochran, has a, uh, whatchamacallit. He's got some big tech podcast or whatever, rawvoice.com. So you go to Blueberry, and I, I remember when I had first started out, there was this, on the back end of the website, you had a .xml that was my feed, but that, I'm not sure exactly how that thing got wrong every time, but the numbers, if somebody, if you are a potential sponsor of a show or you're looking to advertise within a podcast, because remember, podcasting or podcast advertising is very outside the box, but it is very target rich. Think about it this way. If you had a barbecue product or service that you wanted to get in front of people, why would you not come to my show? Everybody, 
that searches my show, that listens to the show, has some type of interest in barbecue and grilling in all forms or fashions. Now, is your service for everybody? Is your product for everybody? Well, maybe not. But there is a built-in interest in the niche that we're covering. Plus, I'm endorsing your product. I have built time and relationship with folks. And it's wonderful. So I always say, you know, forget about the traditional print media crap. I mean, if you're just significantly wealthy right off the bat and you have money to throw around, do it. But if you're really looking to maximize where the target audience is, I mean, have you seen demographics on people that listen to podcasts, college educated, uh, easily into the six figures on income? This is, you know, uh, median stuff here. Own big homes. Lots of money. So, the you know, uh, from a, a business standpoint, you can have somebody talk about your product to a market that is built in interest in pretty much everything that has, they'll at least consider it, right? It's really the way to go. If I was, I should take some of my uh, many tens and twenties of dollars and go to some of these other podcasts and have them talk about my show. Why not? Most of them probably wouldn't want to do that, but you know, what can I tell you? So not to get too far off track, there is a service uh, that's Libsyn. Uh, Doug, uh, did you just say you had Libsyn? Should alcohol? I should. I have. Should I drink that on Libsyn? Right. Been looking around. So I have a uh, podcast feed uh, through the WordPress site, uh, through a PowerPress. You can have everything that you need in your iTunes and all that stuff. But I had all that submitted well before I got this website, and. Then I signed up for the Blueberry Podcast Statistics, and they have this little frontage that you put on your um, path to your – and somehow that works, and it, it will click every time it's downloaded. I get daily reports sent. I can give you quarterly reports, monthly reports, overall download reports from when I started doing with Blueberry. They are widely considered to be the number one statistical data collector of podcast downloads because really when it comes right down to it, that's the only quantifiable number that I can show potential advertisers or current advertisers. And you can see right now there's 11 connections online, but Meathead and his wife and five dogs and 10 neighbors might be watching the show all at once through one connection. So there's really no good the same thing on the audio side only. I only see connections. So if you're listening to it with your family or three people or 10 people, I don't see that there's 10 people through that one connection. It's just one connection. So it's very hard to quantify a lot of the stuff. Even with all of the technology that we have available today, the podcast feed is my most quantifiable number, and then I can supplement with some roundabout numbers here and there. I mean, there, I don't think there's hardly anybody doing any live show like I'm doing covering this industry at all, let alone the podcast. I mean, just look, go through barbecue podcast and see when the last time somebody updated their feed. It's like... Never. Uh-oh. Never. There's one guy out there that I think that's doing it now, or maybe two guys. Trust me, it's a commitment. If you think you can do it, go ahead and try. And once you get to, like, year 13, then you can come and talk. <laughs> so I would personally recommend Blueberry if you're looking to, to get statistics. 
But, you know, do podcasting first because you like it. Don't do it in hopes of making money. Never do that. Never do that. Don't get into a podcast because you think you're going to get rich or people are going to pay you a lot of money or whatever because that's not necessarily the case. There's some podcasts out there that are raking it in. That are, I hate to say it, I don't want to bash anybody, but they're horrible podcasts. <laughs> there is a podcast and website out there called Entrepreneur on Fire. I believe it's eofire.com. And uh, John Lee Dumas, I believe, is the creator slash host. I think it's a daily podcast. runs between 30 and 45 minutes. He's not a great orator. He's not a great question asker. He's got a lot of skills that could be polished up. But who cares? If you look up, I think it's in the top left or the top right of his website, he is 100% transparent about how much money that website and show is making. And I believe to date, he's somewhere in the neighborhood of like $400,000 for the year already. <laughs> Man. And uh, now he's, I think he does like 60 or 70 grand in promo. So back that out. I mean, he's netting 300 plus grand in the first quarter of the year. <laughs> And I can I, trust me when I tell you, if I was making that kind of money, I would happily share it uh, in front of everybody as well. <laughs> I am not there. But, you know, you come to find out way more the exception than the norm. So uh, that's why uh, maybe if you follow me on social media, you've been seeing the push to subscribe to the show. So if you get it through, now if you come to the website and listen to it in the little audio player, that does ding the downloads. Um, you know, so everything you see on my website does, except for the video. But you know, a lot of people wanted to see video too. This was originally this started out as just an a radio show. You know, just audio. That was it. No pictures, no cameras, no nothing, no guests on camera. It slowly evolved over time into kind of a television slash radio show, whatever that means. I don't even know what that means. All right, do you want to win a copy of Derek Rich's book? Call in to win. We will play a winery or rehab, athlete or porn star, or cheese or font. 216-22. Well, I'll tell you how to get in contact with the show. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, said BBQ Central Show. 216-220-0966. 216-220-0966 for your chance to win a copy of this here book, Kebab, 75 Spectacular Recipes for Grilling. And I'm sure if asked nicely, Derek will be happy to sign it for you as well. So... If you're interested in getting a copy of Derek's book, as we had talked about last segment, I think that's the first time that Derek and I have had a conversation that really had nothing to do with product review. I know we did a little bit of that right up front, talking about that metal charbroil. Let's see who we got here. Who's on the line? John Solberg. John Solberg. Oh boy. Going to, trying to go two for two tonight. 
contest begging number two. All right. Uh, John, here we go. Do you want to play uh, winery or rehab? Do you want to play athlete or porn star or cheese or font? Let's go uh, athlete or porn star, please. Athlete or porn star. All right. Uh, here we go. Here's your first question. Remember, uh, it's best three out of five, if you recall. All right, John, tell me, is Tanya Hansen an athlete or a porn star? Athlete. All right. Lock you in on athlete. And Tanya Hansen is indeed a porn star. That's no problem. We'll go right to the next question. The next name, John, is Oliver Buff, athlete or porn star. I'm calling it athlete. All right, athlete. Oliver Buff, indeed, an athlete. Very good. One for one. Moving right along here. It's exciting, isn't it, John? I'm thrilled. Right, uh, talk to me about this person, John. Chris Adcock, athlete or porn star? No. That's a tricky one, Greg. That could go either way. Uh, is it because I'm Adcock is the last name? Yeah, so just based on that, I'm going to go with that. Oh, I think I'm pulling the okie doke on you. Lock in on or uh, you said athlete, right? Yes, sir. Oh. Indeed, Chris Adcock is a athlete. Very good. Last one. Well, it could be the last one here. If you get this one right, you win Derek Rich's new book, Kebabs. You like kebabs, John? Uh, I'm about to find out if I win the book. Yeah, that's right. All right, here we go. Is this an athlete or a porn star? Lars Boom. Athlete or porn star? I got, I, my gut says to go with athlete. Really? It does. You think I'm going three athletes in a row? You know, I, I got to go with my gut on this one. All right, final answer. Uh, Lars Boom. Athlete. Wow, look at you. Very good. All right, John. Well, um, you don't need to send me your shipping info because I got that from earlier in the show. What? Did you send me that earlier in the show? Uh, yeah, I did. But you I did? Could resend it just no, 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 no. I got it. I, I, I thought I remembered seeing it, and then I couldn't remember if I saw it. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, I will send it both to Meathead and Derek, and then uh, enjoy kebabs. So, I couldn't tell. Are you a kebab fan? Uh, you know, I've not really. Have you been doing it wrong? Other... Have you been doing it wrong like me, low these many years? <laughs> yes. I, I think so. Yeah. You know, it's, but uh, I've, I've seen you know, girl, girl, Robin doing a lot of kebabs, and you know, maybe it's underestimated. Maybe it's something we need to look at. I don't I, know. Well. If there's if there's a book to be made about it, there's obviously some type of a demand, correct? I would agree with that. All right. So. 
Well, John, um, you get the book. You'll give me a some type of a review on it after you've tried your kebabs and do social media and all that crap. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it, what it takes. It's like, yeah, I'm excited to try to find out about kebabs. All right, thanks for calling in, John. All right, nice. have a good night. It's John. Hey, uh, good news for uh, Don Geiger. New prize whore, it's John Solbert. But hey, if he's calling in, I say call in. I think he probably even waited. When I have a gut feeling like I'm going to win, I just won a dozen donuts two days ago because I just had a feeling when I was listening to these schmucks talk on the radio. They're like, call in for a free dozen donuts. And I was like, I can win that. And I called in and I won it. Hey, folks, let me talk to you about Pit Barrel Cooker. Gang, pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy. Who needs the hassle? Might I strongly suggest the Pit Barrel Cooker? The Pit Barrel makes cooking simple and fun and just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that will be able to turn out great traditional barbecue meats like brisket, pork shoulders, and ribs while also being able to ramp up in temperature to do those burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. The versatility, all thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection, their hook-and-hang method, places the food in the center of the heat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie. The result, great tasting, perfectly cooked meat each and every time in the industry. We call it consistency. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's aesthetically sexy as well. Not only built to withstand heat, but thanks to its porcelain enamel finish, the pit barrel is able to withstand any type of weather. Also, extremely portable. Fits in the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs, ready to go wherever you are. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories, and the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. For brubs to the unique removable ash pan, the pit grips, the turkey hangers, the new stainless steel rub shakers that are headed in my direction, covers beer koozies, really cool pit barrel coffee mugs, a full line of accessories that complete your pit barrel experience. Best part, for $2.99, the pit barrel comes fully assembled, ready to cook on, and it ships free right to your door. Not only is the cooker ship free, everything they sell ships for free to the lower 48 continental states each and every day. No promo code, no coupon needed. Don't take my word for it. Meathead and the gang over at AmazingRibs.com continue to sing its praises, giving it their highest rating, the gold division, not once, not twice, but three years in a row. Head on over to PitBarrelCooker.com. That's PitBarrelCooker.com. And see what everybody is talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of how-to videos shot in HD. Then pick up one or two for yourself. You'll thank me later. Pick up one for yourself. Get one to your neighbor. Neighbor for life. If you have any questions, contact them through their website or call 502-228-1222. That's 502-228-1222. They will talk to you. They have great customer service. PitBarrelCooker.com. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs injecting butts if you've never heard this before you might think you found the best triple x show ever let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today craig rimpy well meathead just weighing in here on the insta chat saying the pit barrel cooker 
Now four years in a row, top 10 gold medal winner. Awesome. This segment being brought to you by the National Pro Barbecue Tour, presented by Sam's Club, 31 cities, 500000 in cash, eternal bragging rights if you win the whole thing. This weekend, as I mentioned earlier in the show, the Pro Barbecue Tour rolls into Fort Collins, Colorado, a local qualifier that feeds the Las Vegas National, the Las Vegas, Nevada Regional Final. To get more info on the tour, register your team to compete or check results, visit KCBS. Dot us slash sams tour that's kcbs.us slash sams tour all right let's go ahead and get out of here all the way back in the first hour was meathead goldwin amazingribs.com john solberg won his book second hour Derek riches from the spruce.com john solberg won his book talking about kebabs kebabs available for sale amazon.com barnes and noble physical location soon to be in lowe's also through Europe, from what I understood, so book's doing very well. Thanks to Derek and Meathead for being my guests. Uh, this podcast will be available in about 55 minutes from now. Download it and tell your friends. Big show planned for next Tuesday already, September 11, 2001. I will never forget. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's your proud U.S. It's your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Reppy. Good night now.